Have you struggled with weight loss, pain management? Maybe you just lack in energy? I struggled with all these things. And then I got introduced to Truvy, an official sponsor of In Off The Bench. If you download the Truvy app, T-R-U-V-Y, and use the official In Off The Bench code, Easy Money, you can save money and get hooked up today and get your life turned around. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's time for the In Off The Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, Jim Cross. And Jim, tonight's episode 10, titled Book of Eli, because tonight we got Dallas Baptist baseball star Elijah Pleasant joining us. But Jim, before Elijah joins us, man, talk to me about the weekend that was. How was it? What did we do? What did we see? Man, you know, just more and more baseball. Unfortunately, we had a lot of double headers on Sunday because I know you're down in Florida, but up here in the Mid South, snowing in March. You know how that is around here. That's why you moved away, bro. So a lot of double headers on Sunday. Yeah, man, it was uh, beautiful, sunny, got a little cool. Um, today and throughout the weekend a little bit but you know what sun shining beautiful you're right that's why we come to florida we get (laughs) baseball year round every day speaking of baseball man we got major league baseball back coming back soon i'm excited but more than that we got sec play kicking off um i know you got season tickets i know you got a lot of games on the slate but man Tonight is not about SEC. It's about the DBU, a team that's been on the radar for a while, a team that I've been on the bat, the bandwagon, bro, on the bandwagon. So I don't want to mess around. I want to get right to it. Help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interviewing podcast in this week, our man, Dallas Baptist University stud, the DBU, Elijah Pleasant. All right, Elijah, my man, thanks for joining us. How are we doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm blessed, man. We are finally, we get a chance to have DBU represented on the podcast, man. And, and I, I got to start with this. My initials are DB. And for the longest time, I've been telling everybody that DBU, like, that's my school. Those are my initials named after me. So, like, yeah. it's... Is that how they got you? They said, you know, you're going to DBU. They're going to my university. Is that how they pulled you over there? Yeah, I think that was the deal breaker for me. I couldn't pass it up. I, I'm telling you, man, it's uh, <laughs> it's crazy. People people want to be a part of that school. But, um, you know, before we, you know, get into all things baseball, let's, let's, let's go back in time. Take me back. Um, talk to me about where you're from, where you grew up, and, and what it was like growing up in the house so i grew up as a military child so i don't really claim that i'm from anywhere Uh, i've never really lived anywhere for more than three years with my parents moving duty stations all the time and i uh yeah i grew up just playing basketball and football was really in love with basketball i wanted to be a hooper so bad when i was younger and i had like 20 NBA jerseys hung up in my room and I signed all of them myself just pretending like I got an autograph from LeBron James or Kobe or whoever it was and I hung those up all in my room and 
got to about eighth grade and one of my uh, teachers at the time I played, I was friends with both of her sons and they were in my class, but she asked me, did I want to play baseball? And I said, sure. And I came to practice that day and grabbed the bat with two hands. Like half of my hands were six inches apart, like just completely playing the game wrong, but uh, instantly fell in love with that. And it really took off from there. I dropped basketball and football short after that. Never really looked back. So, so let me ask you this. Can you still hoop a little bit? I can. All right. All right. <laughs> who, who's the best basketball player on your on, on DBU team? You? It's me. It's definitely me. So if, if I polled everybody on the team, would they agree with that? Or would they all be like, no, I am, I am, I am? No, they'd agree with you. They'd definitely all right. agree. All right, because we've had some guys on the podcast, and they all talk about being hoopers and stuff, but yeah, they're not hoopers. Man, they're, they're not because they they all they all said, you know, there was a, a podcast where we had three guys on, and we asked them all the same question, and each each of them were like, "I'm better, I'm better, I'm better." They all couldn't agree on one person, so I I knew they were all lying. Yeah. But you know, you know, first first and foremost, you, you come from a military family. I want to you know thank both your parents for for their service, Jim. Um, a veteran in the military, he served as well. You know, it, it's near and dear to our hearts and especially his. So we appreciate them. We appreciate what they do. Um, you know, it's got to be tough moving around every three years and, and, and being in places uh, like Germany and overseas. So what is what is your take on the, the area that you like the best? Was there ever a, a spot where you felt like, oh, this is going to be home for a while, or did you just automatically know, I can't really fall in love with too many of these areas because it's going to be on to the next here here soon? Uh, well, I loved everywhere that we lived. So we started out, I was born in Seattle, Washington. And then from there, we moved to Mannheim, Germany for three years, then moved to Killeen, Texas, which is not too far from where I'm at now, closer to Waco. And then from there, we moved to Columbus, Georgia. And then my mom and dad retired there. And then we moved to Paducah, Kentucky, which is where my whole mom's family's from. And then we moved right down the road from there to Clarksville, Tennessee, which is where I went to high school and where I graduated from and where I still live now. So I'd, I'd say once I got there and kind of really fell in love with my high school that I went to and all of my friends and teammates there, I knew that's where I wanted to be. And we're still there to this day. So how difficult is it when you're trying to because obviously you start playing sports you see that you have a little bit of talent and you're like I want to like pursue this I want to get really good at this how difficult is it to you know get in a program be on a team and then move to the next and really like really get good at at what you're trying to do when you're moving around so much uh, I'd say it was pretty tough at first. I uh, When we lived in Paducah, Kentucky, that's where I went to my freshman year of high school and uh, all of middle school. So that's where I had a lot of my close friends. And after my freshman year, I really liked my baseball team there, my high school there. So I had my mindset that that's where I was going to play high school baseball. at. then my mom started talking to me towards the end of that year, the beginning of the summer, and was talking about moving just right down the road to Clarksville. And the baseball was a little bit better, and I'd be able to play travel ball in Nashville and be a little bit closer to there. And uh, it's not something that I wanted to do, moving from there. And I kind of talked to my baseball coaches there about it. And I was crying as I was telling them that I had, that I, I was, we were thinking about moving. And uh, 
but I, I'd say it ended up working out for the better and moving there and kind of, I'd say, expose myself to just a new, new play of baseball and new, new teams and new opportunities. And I, I really enjoyed it. So was, was baseball the only sport that you were, that you were pursuing or were, were you a multi-sport guy throughout these travels? Uh, at that point, at that point, when we were moving to Clarksville for the rest of my high school, I was just strictly baseball. I played basketball for a year after I moved there and it ran into the middle of baseball season and uh, we'd leave for away basketball games and I'd see my baseball team over there practicing at the end of basketball season. And I hated missing that. So that was when I officially quit baseball or quit basketball just to play baseball. So growing up, well, who obviously you, you had an affinity for basketball to start, then you played baseball. Who's your favorite athlete growing up? And then who's your favorite athlete now? And is it the same player? Did it change over time? Was it a basketball player? Was it a baseball player? Was it one of both? Growing up, uh, it was always Michael Vick. Michael Vick was my favorite uh, overall just athlete. And then once Kevin Durant, I lived in Killeen, Texas when he was in college. So we were pretty close to Austin. And uh, that's when I heard of Kevin Durant for the first time. And that's been my favorite athlete to this day. Episode is over, Daniel. <laughs> the best you, player in the league you see the russell westbrook painting my favorite <laughs> player who he left high and dry in oklahoma city this episode is officially over he he's he's not bitter by the way if you can't tell he, he, yeah he doesn't hold on to that at all but so you you end up in kentucky uh paducah and you're in high school you're starting to play you quit basketball is what was the high school that you played for? And tell me a little bit about like the team, like were they, you know, was it a big school? Were they prestigious? Was there a lot of accolades going in or did you earn those or were you just another guy on a decent baseball team? Uh, it was the, so the high school I went to was Rossview high school in Clarksville, Tennessee. And uh, literally right down the road from, from my house there. But, Literally, we were in Paducah one day uh, after our high school baseball season had ended, and we literally just drove to Clarksville just to see the school. Like, not to, we hadn't talked to anybody there or anything. We literally just showed up, and they just so happened to be having a baseball game. And we walked up, and uh, they were getting ready for it. And we found the head coach, Coach Holman, at the time, or that's who my high school coach was. But we found him, and we told him that we were thinking about moving here and just wanted to stop by and see. And so they showed us around and we fell in love with it. It almost had like a college feel to it. They had a full locker room and uh, just really organized. And uh, they were a powerhouse in Clarksville and ended up, we ended up winning a state championship there uh, after I moved there. But that's something that I instantly fell in love with. And it seemed like all of the players there were kind of had the same mindset that I, I had, you know, kind of find a lot of high school players that just play for fun or not really looking to go to the next level. But that was something that they were pushing as coaches there. And I think that's rare to find uh, in a high school program. So fell in love with that and ended up uh, finalizing moving there within the next month and got started there. Well, it seems like it worked out and it, it they did or they held up their end of the bargain by what they were selling to you uh, by coming there. I mean, you won a state title in 2018. You were named uh, All-State with honors in Clarksville area. And then you were able 
ultimately to be selected in the 36th round by the Kansas City Royals. I mean, that's something to to be excited about. It's obviously something to be really proud of. You know, you, there's not many people on this earth that can say they won a state title, and there's even fewer that can say that they won a state title and they got drafted. So talk to me a little bit about that season. Was there ups? Was there downs? Or was there just you guys hit the field and, like, it was like a rocket ship, like nobody could stop you? Uh, that, that season definitely had its ups and its downs. My senior year, we uh, – at the end of my junior year, we lost in the district tournament, which is the first – tier that you have to win to make it into the postseason and we lost there and we were a good team but we I don't know we struggled that year so our senior year we got a transfer in from another school uh, one of my teammates at Tennessee Christian Scott uh, he moved in and then we had another kid named Gage Bradley who's a sophomore at Vanderbilt this year and we also had a lot of other kids on our team who who were really good but those were our, uh, two key pieces that we had on that year and uh we were just really good and the beginning preseason of our senior year we were ranked number one predicted to win the state title and uh started out the season really well and struggled a little bit halfway through uh we were just struggling as a team dropped a few games and uh eventually got to that that postseason again the district tournament we were rolling once we got to the end of the year and just <clears throat> everything that we had planned that planned to happen at the beginning of the year kind of came to fruition and it was really fun All right I have a feeling and I'm I'm not a I'm not a fortune teller. I just I just can predict things sometimes, but I have a prediction. Let me hear it. I I, I feel like this season that you're in now is gonna be very mirrored to that season that you just described. <laughs> yes. So I feel so it too. Keep keep that in mind, keep that with you in your back pocket. But I For mean sure. on our show we, we talk a lot about, you know travel baseball and the importance of travel baseball and you know not to you know take down or you know you know take anything away from high school ball but there's a level of, of experience and and getting your name out there that travel baseball allows you to do obviously you had a chance to compete you know for the memphis tigers during the summer um how did you end up there from Clarksville how did that all come about so we moved to Clarksville and I initially started playing with the Nashville Knights out of high school my sophomore year and uh we were playing and we had we picked up a kid for a tournament that was from Memphis uh his name was Dalton Rushing he's a catcher at Louisville now but he uh he picked up for our team and he's from Memphis and literally just asked me did I want to pick up with them for a weekend and did it and they played at Vanderbilt that weekend which was 30 minutes from my house in Clarksville and played with them and ended up really liking it and played with them all summer and I'd say we were at Lake Point just about every weekend in the summer and that I think that's what definitely kick-started recruiting for me and uh yeah I really enjoyed playing over there it was a lot of good competition that we played against and a lot of good players that played that I played next to as well. So with that you you end up obviously getting on college radars. Um, what schools were on your radar? Like what were, you know, the top three schools? Uh, at the end of my recruiting, I really wanted to go to Tennessee. That was always, that was always a top priority for me ever from my first time meeting Coach V after he got the job there. But it was there. 
and Kentucky and Alabama were my, my final three that I really wanted to go to. But Tennessee being close to home, three hours from my house, and uh, they weren't good at the time that we committed, but obviously seeing the vision that Coach V had, and obviously it came to fruition. What's, what's funny is a lot of people say, like, the vision that Coach V had, and I mean, you, you can even hear um, ex-players, current players, and even fans of Tennessee talk about this vision that he had, and, and obviously it's, it's paid off. He's well compensated for what he does, but what was it? Was it just because you wanted to go there and that was the number number one school? That's why you chose it, or was there something else other than the vision? Was it the people? Was it the culture? Was it the facilities? What what was that one thing where you were like, man, this is my place. This is where I gotta go. Yeah, I uh, I'd say it was the vision along with the culture, like you said, Coach. He was building a culture. And- going there and visiting and being close to there we were able to go up there multiple times throughout the year and just go to practice or go to a game and just see and you could kind of see it unfolding and just after just talking to him you could, you knew he was about business and uh, I think that's what really sold me on going there and along with a lot of the guys that were I didn't commit until the end of, or the middle of my senior year so a lot of the guys that were committed were guys that I was playing with in the summertime and Jake Rucker and I played against Pav a bunch in high school and just talking to them while I was still getting recruited there and they were kind of helping me see that as well and eventually that's when I made the decision to go there. Yeah we've obviously had a lot of your ex-teammates on and uh, then you dropped the the Christian Scott man the the amount of talent that comes around um, from that area and then of course the the talent that was recruited um, to Tennessee you got to give a you got to give coach B his props but I got to ask you, you know, you, you wanted to go to Tennessee. That was the school you wanted to go to. So you get there, like, what are the emotions? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Is it both? You know, what's going on? Uh, I think I was more excited than anything. I didn't really know what to expect, like, not in a bad way, but I just didn't know what to expect from college. And being a military kid, I don't think the transition from high school to college was too hard for me, like, emotionally like being away from home or anything because I was used to traveling and used used to having to say goodbye to one place and hello to a new one so I was super excited to get there and experience it and uh Christian Scott was my roommate and we were we were basically roommates in high school we hung out every day and on the same on the same high school team so it was just an extension of there which I think that's what made it really easy and then just the guys that they had uh I came into a team where Garrett Stallings was our Friday guy and got to meet Garrett Crochet as soon as I got there and not even realizing how good these people were as players, but just uh, got to experience how good they were as people initially and very welcoming to me and our entire freshman class when we got there. That's what made it a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. There's something to be said. Uh, you know, you brought up culture. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what you're drinking in the water there, but um, you know, I just went and saw them guys down in the, the Shriners Classic in, in Houston mm-hmm. and the, the, the Tennessee players, uh, the way they are with their fans and the way they are with the people, um, just all around good guys. And, you know, we, we bring up, uh, you know, Tony V. And, I mean, I think a lot of that credit still has to be given to him. And, you know, Daniel kind of touched on it, but I did want to ask, I mean, just how much fun was it playing for a guy who – who is clearly a player's coach. Like, I mean, he's got everyone else back. Y'all are like his kids, you know, like, I mean, what, what was it like playing for him? Uh, it was super fun. It's like, 
the complete opposite of what you would think he was like just looking at him from the outside if you didn't know him you see him really fiery during the games and really into the games as if he's out there playing shortstop but he really just let us be ourselves as players and have as much fun while we were doing it but at the same time taught us how to be serious about our work and how to go about it the right way and not just him but trickled down all the way the assistant coaches our strength coach everybody that was involved with it kind of all had the same mindset and getting us to be better baseball players and it it definitely paid off last year with the, the season that we ended up having yeah so before we get to last season you know let's talk about uh you know first you had your freshman season you had 11 appearances uh uh, one start, you had a 2.45 ERA, and then sophomore season, which was cut by COVID, so your first sophomore season, you had seven appearances with a 1.42 ERA. Um, you know, you seem to be successful in those, uh, you know, first season and I guess a, a quarter, so to speak, you know. Um, how did it feel? Like, did you feel like you were meeting expectations when you were first getting out there? Or, you know, how, what were your thoughts about how you started? Uh, I think I, I started out pretty well. I, I was really getting used to it. The speed of the game was definitely a lot faster than what I was used to. And you kind of get to college and you hear of all the big recruits coming out of high school and stuff. And then you get to college and see and hear about guys that you've never even heard of and that are taking me 450 in scrimmages that I've never heard. And just kind of, kind of getting used to kind of that welcome to the big leagues moment as a rookie, kind of that welcome to college moment as a high schooler. Uh, but I definitely was growing into myself that first year, that first that first season, my freshman year, and then kind of elevating and building on that my sophomore and junior years and kind of just developing there. And I think kind of everything going back to culture, just the culture of getting better every single day when we got there, uh, I think is what helped me the most. And the guys around me, they weren't they weren't playing around either either. Everybody like I said, everybody had the same mindset. And I think that kind of is what helped the team dynamic the most. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, then we get into last year and you're a part of this amazing Omaha team. Um, it's a juggernaut. It's taking the country by storm. Like you said, uh, this is a, a program that hasn't necessarily been on people's radar. Um, you know, before I get into the performances and stats, you know, for yourself, I, I got two questions, uh, you know, and, and the first one is, is a fun one. Being that you're a pitcher, are you a Drew Gilbert Batflip fan? I am. That's probably going to go down as the greatest moment, not in my base, baseball career, but just in my life so far right now. That was insane. You know, it's because it's interesting. You know, most pitchers wouldn't be a fan, but he's your teammate. And, you know, when you do it in such glorious fashion like that, it's like, how can you not be? Yeah. And then, let, me ask, let me ask a question, though. Seriously. You, you throw him a ball, and he hits it to the moon, and he bat flips on you what you gonna do uh, I'm gonna let him have that moment and then me personally I don't get mad at the bat flips but I definitely keep it in the back of my mind for the next time and that's I think something that's gonna make me go at you even harder the next time I face you because then if I get you out the next time then we're one and one and we're both even okay or so if, you, you, if, if he if he ends up on first base after the first pitch I'll understand that too yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so you say you don't get mad at bat flips and I hope I don't get myself in trouble here because our guest in two weeks um, just did the uh, the uh, the most uh, disrespectful bat flip I think I've ever seen I don't know if you saw did you see Ivan Melendez bat flip this weekend yeah I did. okay I so he's coming on a couple weeks. what about that bat flip where the bat's coming towards the pitcher is that a whole different situation for you is that a little disrespectful yeah a little bit but 
playing at South Carolina last year, I could I think I could understand why he did it. Those fans were pretty on top of you all weekend when you play there. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So, so another fun question I wanted to ask, and it, and it comes back to that basketball question. That's why I was glad that we talked about it. Um, and, the, and the three guys that he was referring to were, in fact, uh, uh, Pavlone, uh, Cheese, and, and Liam Spence. And uh, Pavs said he wasn't a hooper, no doubt. Uh, but, however, Liam and Cheese went back and forth about who was better. So I'm going to ask you, as uh, their old teammate, if the two of them were to play one-on-one, who are you taking? I'm taking I'm taking cheese. I'm definitely taking cheese. I don't know if I'd be so sure because his brother Jack came on here and said he sat on the bench in middle school and he's not as good as he claimed, but he did <laughs> he did claim that he had a strap. So I was just I was just curious, especially since you were a basketball guy. But uh yeah. but getting back into baseball and talking about uh you know your personal performance, you had 15 appearances with a two and one record, uh 4.37 ERA. <laughs> Started the season as the Sunday guy, got a win over Georgia Southern in the first start of the year. What was it like, uh, you know, opening weekend, getting to be that Sunday starter guy and get that W? Uh, it was fun. It was something that I kind of worked for, like, all three years that I – or two years prior that I had been there, and it never really came to fruition. And kind of to have that come to fruition just this last year, uh, it was a good feeling. And uh, – did well in that role while I was there and then kind of had to talk with Coach V and move to a reliever role the rest of the year, which kind of, I think, plays to my benefit because I was able to do both all three years. I had a couple of starts. Uh, and so kind of just being able to be a Swiss Army knife and be a starter and come out of the pen was was fun for me. And it was really good having uh, Chad and Blade right before me get two wins before that. So it was pretty fun coming behind both of them on a Sunday. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's interesting you brought that up. Um, it's something that I've never really thought about until uh, our, our last guest was actually Will K- Sanders from South Carolina, and he actually talked about um, the perspective you get when you're a starter and bullpen, and you get to do both of them, and you and you kind of get to to get a whole feel for the game, and and it kind of prepares you for everything. And so, you know, you bringing that up and hearing that back-to-back weeks, it's one of those things that you don't think about. And when you get to do both, like you said, a Swiss Army knife, um, it gives you the ability to know that you can come in to whatever situation is called upon. Um, See, so you got a second win against Georgia State, and then you set a career high in strikeouts and innings with uh, six strikeouts, six innings against Austin P. You know, talk to us about these moments, um, you know, just – Tell us about uh, what was your what was your favorite moment? You know, as far as the the regular season and for yourself pitching. Uh, I definitely say that Austin P win. Uh, I think our game. I forgot who we were supposed to play that day, but it, they got they canceled playing against us because they had a bunch of co- people out for COVID. And Coach V literally scheduled that game against Austin P that morning after we got canceled, and we left the same day to go play them. And uh, having me, Christian Scott, and another kid on our team named Sean Scott, who's also from Clarksville, uh, we were able to go home and play in our hometown in front of people. And my family got to come out and my old high school coaches got to come out as well as ones that coached uh, me and Christian as well. But it was definitely fun. We kind of got a lead up there and I came in the game and started doing well and kind of got the opportunity to uh, take it all the way back home for the last six innings. And that was really fun getting able to play back there after not being able to play in Clarksville for three years. Yeah. See, Austin P didn't know what they were signing up for. They didn't know they were going to get that smoke from you. See, they might've, <laughs> they might've turned that off, that offer from coach V down, 
But yeah. uh, one more question, and then we're going to move on to, to DBU. I don't want to stay on Tennessee too long, but, I mean, it, it can't be taken lightly. Y'all got to go to Omaha. Um, regardless of, uh, you know, coming up short, just being able to be a part of that experience, um, talking about hosting regionals, super regionals, you know, taking out LSU, then getting to go to Omaha and just be a part of the experience. I mean, just how wild of a ride was it and just how much fun did you have? Uh, it was super fun. I uh, We knew we were good going into the season and being able to take that confidence from the preseason into the real season was really fun. It was a group that we all had confidence in each other, no matter who was out there, no matter what situation it was, we were never out, we were never down. And uh, to kind of get, we kind of caught, caught wind towards the end and just started dominating towards the end of uh, the season and rolling into the NCAA and uh, conference tournament. It was, it was super fun and it was a good group of guys. And it's definitely something I'll, I'll never, ever forget. Still got my college world series hung up on my wall in here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, those guys told told me, you know, when we had you set up for the show, I got a message from five or six of them and said, my guy, you know, you're you're still family to all those guys. So they feel the same way about you. But nonetheless, you know, you go from this Omaha team to another powerhouse, um, one who came up just short uh, to Virginia in the Super Regionals was was one game from being in uh, Omaha. How is it that, you know, it came about that you went from Tennessee to Dallas Baptist? So I was in uh, I was in summer ball this summer after we got back from Omaha. I was playing in uh, Niles, Ohio, in the uh, draft league, a new summer ball league up there. And I was playing there and had been talking to Coach V and got into the portal and was talking to a few schools. And then Coach Posey, our pitching coach here, he texted me. And I had his number saved as Coach Posey ETSU. And so I had played against him for three straight years, twice a year at uh, ETSU. And uh, – we were he recruited me in high school and then like I said obviously I pitched against ETSU all three years I was there uh we played them uh in midweeks and so he was familiar with me and I was familiar with him and he texted me he was at DBU and instantly when he texted me I knew that's where I wanted to go one uh because I remember looking at the uh tournament bracket last year and we were matched up with the winner of DBU and Virginia for game one in Omaha. So one more win and we would have been playing against them uh, round one in Omaha. So that's, I remember seeing them. And then uh, the third, our third baseman, Drew Benefield is from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, which is basically Nashville. And we played together. And so I was keeping up with them, uh, winning the TCU regional last year and just watching him and keeping up with them. And so once I, once he texted me, I kind of do it instantly. This is where I wanted to be at. Yeah, no, I mean, you absolutely picked a, a great school, as, as Daniel talked about, a, a contender, uh, one that's probably not as respected as much as they should be. But let me ask you, you know, you talked about Tennessee and the chemistry and the bond that you guys have. You come to a new school like that. How hard is it to get acclimated and get a part of that team chemistry coming from the one school to the other? Uh, no, I could say it was easy. Like I said, moving high school, just being a military kid and making that transition but I think this transition was a little bit tougher just because that's I kind of felt like I grew up at Tennessee really going there early 18 year old all the way until I was 21 I kind of felt like I grew up with my friends there and the freshman class that we brought in uh just with Pav and Max and Liam even and Trey Lipscomb and Christian and just everybody 
that was in my class, like I said, felt like I kind of grew up with them and lived with them for three years. And that was all that I knew was Tennessee baseball. I only knew those rules and I only knew that culture. And uh, I think it was a little tough coming at first or just kind of getting over the fact that I was going to a new place before I got here and kind of just preparing myself. But the moment I got here, I was Coach Hefner and Coach Posey and all of our all of my teammates here were it's I feel no difference. The culture was almost the same just with how close we are. And obviously there's a history of success here and that doesn't come from a loose, loose knit group of people. So coming in here and them welcoming me with open arms like I've been here for three years was definitely helped make it a lot easier. That's awesome. So, you know, you know, Daniel mentioned something about your senior season of high school mirroring this year. And the reason is, is because y'all have not gotten off to the, the start that you want to be at. You know, um, y'all did just come off a sweep, but nonetheless, y'all are you know, nine and six. Um, so uh, and I know you've had kind of a rocky start yourself. Um, what do you personally need to do um, to, to get better? Um, and what does the team need to do to get back on track? You know, especially with the expectations that this team has. Uh, we've just been talking about being going out there and being ourselves and finding our identity, our identity as a team, because a lot of the games that we've lost, we lost in the eighth or ninth inning or going uh, into the eighth inning tied with Texas Tech both times that we played them. And the same thing with a lot of our other games and kind of just been having a finishing mindset uh, as a team, be, being able to finish it's a nine inning game, not seven innings, not eight innings. So we just been kind of trying to find our identity. And like I said, just going out there and uh, having the mindset to finish. And we knew we were going to, I'm not going to say we knew we were going to, but we know we were going to catch a roll, get on a roll pretty soon. And I think this sweep this past weekend against a really good Southern Miss team has helped get this started and headed to Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma state on Wednesday to play them. So get ready for that. And this weekend. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. You know, usually midweek games aren't a big deal, but this one is obviously. Um, they're ranked number seven. Um, you know, what what's coach's message? Is it any different than a normal message, or is it is it even bigger because you're playing such a big team? Uh, it's the same message uh, all across because uh, we may be a mid-major school, but like I said, there's a track record of really good teams here and really good players and them constantly making regionals and super regionals, so – we're also, I think, that not powerhouse, but we're a team that's just as good and we're not a team that has to go in there and kind of say, all right, let's hope that we get a few runs and then we'll see where we can where we can go from there and keep the lead and just kind of try to piece together a win. We're definitely a team that can go in there uh, and compete with the best of them, I think. So I, I got to ask, this is, this is a tough question, but I think it's, it's a necessary question you know, because it's easy to say that you need to find your identity. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean? What What is the DBU identity? What do you, in your mind, what is that? Are you guys scrappy? Are you guys just needing to take care of things on the mound? Like, what is the identity that you guys are, are hoping to look for? Uh, well, we kind of had a meeting. We played in San Diego this past weekend and got walked off in the ninth inning after being up eight to five. And just us players and we kind of talked about how we're just, we needed to start playing for each other and we weren't saying that anybody was playing for themselves or playing for other things but we kind of wanted to throw throw your draft stock out of the window throw everything out of the window that has to do with yourself and how you feel and how you're performing and just kind of we're gonna 
get all right up next to each other. We're going to go to war and play for each other. That's it. And kind of, I think having that mindset is something I saw at Tennessee and with my high school, but the same thing here, just we play for each other and play to win the game and all the way into the last out. Uh, we kind of saw a different outcome with it this weekend. We were just focused on each other and focused on competing and winning pitches and winning innings and doing it that way instead of kind of try to always be the hero hitting wise or pitching wise and kind of had to clean things up on the mound as a pitching staff as a whole. We were walking a lot of people. We weren't really attacking and kind of just letting our stuff play. So that's really what we've been preaching to each other and our coaches have been preaching to us the past two weeks and not to panic really, because it would have been easy to panic early in the season. We started off one and two, and then it was three and four, and then it it wasn't really looking good. But like I said, we kind of just switched the mindset and just kind of tried to flip the direction that we were going and caught it while it was early and got to experience all this early in the season rather than later. Yeah, it's uh, probably one of the hardest things to do in sport is to shift the mindset and get you thinking differently so that you can perform differently mm -hmm. yeah. um, especially when people like you said are, are individual based i'm worried about my draft stock i'm worried about my performance mm -hmm. not so much what the team is doing so <clears throat> i think this weekend um was a, a testament to that you guys were able to go and take care of business against a, a, a pretty good southern miss team and you got to travel this wednesday and, and and take on one of the best in the country so hey daniel I'm, college I'm, basketball won't have started yet you have no you have no uh, reason to not be watching your dbu squad bro i, I already right. got it on my calendar 6 p.m espn plus I, i'm there I, i'm checking it out my squad dbu they 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 made a special seat on the bandwagon just for <laughs> so it's it's just for you reserved it's got a little plate that says db on it it's padded it's nice and cush it's great so yeah. um elijah man unbelievable story a great story man but before you get out of here we want to play a quick little game that we play with everybody you down to play yes sir absolutely all right let's have some fun this game's called this or that it is very simple um i'm gonna give you two options all you have to do is pick one option or the other the only rules are you can't say both and you can't say neither. You got to be decisive. You, you can't shake me off. You can't ask for another pitch. You just got to pick one and go with it. <laughs> gotcha. Let's do it. All right. First question, softball question. There's only one right answer, but you, you I, I think there's only one right answer. Who has the best barbecue, Texas or Tennessee? Tennessee. My man, that's the right answer. I was sweating a little yeah. bit. I thought he might go the wrong way. <laughs> I had to um, think for a second. So this next question has really taken on an identity of its own. I threw this question out, I don't know, a, a few months ago, and, and now it's had survey polls on social media. People are commenting back to us and direct messaging us, you know, and, and just really angry and fired up about our beliefs in this question but my question to you is is a hot dog a sandwich well this is a question that i have thought about before i don't think it's a sandwich <laughs> it is it's, not a sandwich you're right 
it is not a sandwich. Daniel, Daniel, I was at Minute Maid Park. They have a hot dog sandwich. It is a fact, bro. <laughs> uh, it's that's not, not a thing. That's, I don't think know. it's a sandwich. And, and now you know why I'm not an Astro fan. Just one of the many reasons <laughs> that I'm not an Astro fan. Anyhow, well, three three fourths of our guests said that it is, which is asinine to me. I I cannot believe that. But yeah, you know. It's crazy. Uh, it's neither here nor there. Um, who has more swag, Connor Pavoloni or Tony Vitello? Definitely Tony Vitello. You'd see him walking into the field every day with a new pair of Jordans. <laughs> I need that Tony V money. I, 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 yeah. need, I need that kind of life. Is the, is the glass half full or half empty? And let, let me, before you answer this, let me explain the question because there's some thought that goes into this. It's easy to think of the glass being half empty as a negative approach to life. Mm-hmm. However, in this question, obviously a glass half full is you're very positive, upbeat. You believe that no matter what, you, you're, you, you still are close to the top. But right. when the glass is half empty and that's your mindset, it's, my back is against the wall because I enjoy the pressure and I know that I have to perform at a high level because I have no other option. So my question back to you is the glass half full or is the glass half empty? I'd say the glass is half empty. That's right, baby. Yeah. Finally, somebody answered it the, the yeah. way that it should be answered. That's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a very strange question to get because most people think of it on the surface level because that's how we use that analogy most of the time yeah. but when you think about it from a different mindset and from a different lens it, it really adds a different layer and a different meaning to that question yeah you beat me to it i was gonna say it's all about perspective that's right baby yep. now would you rather live with dinosaurs or live with aliens so would you rather go back in the past or fast forward to the future I would 100% want to live with aliens. Check that out. You want to see what's going on in the future? Yeah. I'm trying to ride a dinosaur, bro. Nah, bro. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. I'm good. I'm good. No would way. you Would you rather be the funniest guy in the room or the smartest guy in the room? I'd rather be the smartest guy in the room. Sit back, be quiet and mysterious, and just keep my knowledge to myself. <laughs> give it to those who need it he'd be like what's what's up with that dude over there in the corner man he he looks smart but he ain't saying much <laughs> yeah all right would you rather spend 10 years in a coma or five years in jail who i definitely say 10 years in a coma <laughs> Yep. With the faith that the people who are keeping me alive would keep me there for 10 years, I'd love to see where we'd be at 10 Man, years. You, you'd be surprised how many, especially baseball players, come on here and say they want prison, and they don't even hesitate. And I don't think – Daniel no tells way. them, you don't really think they know what prison is. No they way. I've seen flat, too many TV shows. Flat out lie to our face. They're yeah. like, yeah, give me the five years in prison. <laughs> Look, and, and here's, no what here's what I tell – here's what I tell I'm 37 years old. At this point in my life, I know what I'm really good at and what I'm not good at. 
Yeah. And right now, I know for a fact, I'm not good at prison. I've never <laughs> been that. there, and I can tell you that. But <laughs> what I prepared. can tell you, yeah, but what I can tell you is I'm really good at naps. Yep. So give me that 10-year nap. I'll wake up. I'll figure it out. I'll take the coma all day. Yep. Last question, and this is the money question. Would you rather be the first pick in the MLB draft but the only caveat to that is, is you got to get rid of all your homies, all your friends, and never talk to them again. Or would you be the last pick in the draft and you get to keep all your friends? One or the other. And let, let, me, let me preface this by saying uh, the difference between those two picks last year was about $8 million. Yep. I'd say I'd definitely be the last pick and keep all my friends. That's definitely what's what's gotten me to where I am today my family and my friends. And I think that's what would help me get through even there. Daniel, I'm okay with that. Cause we had four guests in a row take first pick after we had like 20 take friends. So we had, we had the trend for a little bit. We're <laughs> yeah, back on we, track. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can respect that. But yeah. to be honest, I'm cutting Daniel loose. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not even a question. Like I know, I know this cat, he's going to be like, dude, I don't know you. <laughs> he's gonna take the bag and run yeah but elijah man it, it's been a blast i appreciate you joining us is there anything you want to plug or promote before we let you run uh just keep watching out for dbu baseball the rest of this year that's right the dbu y'all follow elijah on instagram at that man ep follow dallas baptist university baseball on instagram at dbu underscore baseball Wednesday night, 6 p.m., ESPN+. Plus. If you don't have it, go get it. They're taking on the number seven team in the nation, Oklahoma State. Elijah, my man, I wish you all the best. If there's anything we can do for you from here on out, please reach out to us and let us know. Absolutely. I appreciate you both of you guys for taking the time out and having me on. You got it, man. That's Elijah Pleasance, everybody. If you like Elijah's story or you just like hearing us average Joes talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, and feedback is always welcome. We'll check everybody else out next week. Episode 11, we got Alabama baseball infielder Zane Denton on the show. This has been the In Off the Bench Podcast. Always remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We out.